Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 929 Game, 92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, third day of February. Good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you folks in Norcross. Up by 85 there. Up 85, up, 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 up Peachtree Industrial, whichever way you want to get to it. Yeah. Uh, you heard a little Buddy Holly coming back. Mentioned this earlier in the show. Today was, uh, if you're not old enough to heard this this phrase before but today was the day the music died uh in the music industry they have that phrase because in 1959 there was a plane crash in iowa that took the lives of buddy holly uh richie valens and jp richardson otherwise known as the big bopper and those guys were other than elvis probably three of the biggest names jerry lee lewis back then little richard those were some of the biggest names in in music yep, period at that time they were huge so uh Anyway, that's why we're playing that. We, and also, we're playing a lot of Grammy songs. I was getting ready for the Grammys tomorrow night. But you know what else we lost on this day? What's that? The 28th president of the United States. 28th? The 28th president of the United States, as you all look into the sky, as I would be doing, to try to guess who the 28th president was. Uh, it was Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson. Okay. Whose wife ran the country for a period of time. Edith Galt. You all know that story? This this was this was you need to go back and look at it, but I'm not telling tales out of school here. Uh, he got ill. The sort of you know it was sort of highlighted during when that, that that show West Wing was on. But if now there are things in place if the president gets ill, 25th Amendment things like that that you sign it over and then the vice president steps in. But that wasn't in place back in the 20s, late teens, early 20s, and so his his wife was the early, I, I think the best way to put it is the first Amelda Marcos. Oh, no. <laughs> she, wow. But, yeah, you guys need to go look at Edith Galt, um, President Woodrow Wilson's wife, and what happened when he got ill during his time in office. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a true story. Uh, again, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9. Do a birthday shout-out to somebody. Man, please, we got a bunch of birthdays on this day, but go ahead. Who are you talking about? To my old partner in crime, uh, 11 Alive, Fred Khalil. It's Freddie's birthday? Fred's birthday today. And you, and you know what? You know, he went to Indiana, but he's living out in Arizona these days. People don't know. <laughs> he living, made the move? He's living out in Arizona. Okay. Chasing the grandbaby all over it. Anyway, the family sent him on a trip to back to Indiana, University of Indiana, where he went to school. Bloomington. And so we got to go back up there and go to a basketball game and shout out to Coach Mike Woodson, former okay. Hawks coach who is now coaching in Indiana. Uh, Okay. He had a chance to go and, and, and see him and whatnot and just be back on campus and seemed like he had a really good time, really good Really good birthday present from the family. So happy he, birthday. You know who he shares a birthday with? Who's that? Bob Greasy. Ooh. Bob Greasy, 78 years old today. Somebody he, else to play football in the big I was team. just getting to that next. 84th birthday of one Fran Tarkington. He's still here? Yeah, he still yeah, live here? Yeah. Okay. Down the street up the block. I'll tell you who else he shares a birthday with. And listen, there's a first day for everything, whether they actually have blood running through their veins or not. Sesame Street's Elmo was was born oh. on this day. Elmo uh, El- is 44 years old. Born Elmo's that old. In 1980. Wow, man. <laughs> so it's I know Elmo. Elmo's been around that long. Elmo's been around a minute. So Elmo's 44. Uh, shares a birthday with Vadi Divac, Nathan Lane, and the guy who hit the first. I don't know if there's been more since, but I know he hit the first Grand Slam 
in all-star game history, baseball all-star game history. The first guy to hit a grand slam in the all-star game was in the 80s, um, and it is his birthday today. He played center field for the Red Sox. Fred Lynn. Fred Lynn. Fred Lynn hit the first all-star game really? grand slam. Nobody yeah. had done that before 83, then? yeah. It, they did it at the south side there in Chicago there at the Comiskey Park. He went out and had a brat afterwards. Probably he was, did. Had himself a brat and a schlitz. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised, right? <laughs> Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 the game, 929thegame.com. Uh, how do you how do you describe this week knowing that next week we're all gonna have this withdrawal when football ends? Yeah. And by the way, when it does end, like like roaches, when the lights come on, I don't know how marketers go about figuring this out, but all the sports fans that are under the football umbrella pew, dissipate. They just go their own. The NASCAR fans go over here. The basketball fans go over here. When, the, when, the, when you, go you, know. ca- you go catch up with what else has been happening. Exactly. You you know? just, but they go in and, all and, different and, and, directions. And if you just must have football, the Rock is going to have some football. Yes, for he will. And you know what I mean? Season, I can't think of one guy that I whose name I retained from last year, whether it was the XFL or USFL. I know you watched some USFL games. I watch games. it, and I, I really don't keep up with the name. I watch to see if it's, if it's an interesting game. And if a name may jump out, that ends up in camp because that's what those guys are doing. They're fighting for a chance to try to play their way into somebody's camp that fall. Um, so that's that, that's what you when you watch that, that's what you watch it. I want to see what the difference is going to be with them combining those two leagues. So that's something, you know, we got to watch for. And then, of course, the spring – the spring um, college football starts up, which is interesting. The way the players have moved around, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean. That's that's guys you thought were going to be here. Now they moved to, to this place. Uh, it makes that kind of challenging. It makes that kind of. Can I give a shout out to somebody else? Why you got to ask, man? This is your show too. No, it ain't just the grass. <laughs> Actually, it is your show. I'm the one just this week. Th- this around. week. This week. Somebody who has been so but such an integral part of the success of athletics at University of Georgia. For years, retired, and that was Claude Felton. A lot of people, if you see a picture of him, say, "Oh, you yeah, have seen that guy," or maybe you've been to a lot of Georgia sporting events and you haven't noticed him. But he has been like um, the gold standard, really, for sports information people um, nationally, just revered and so respected. Uh, came to work at Athens. He went to University of Georgia. Came back there to work with sports information in 1979. The next year, the Dogs won national championship. And he stayed on the job long enough to see him win, win two more. And so, um, you know, he, he retires this week after 45 years. And, man, one of my – you know, I, I miss a guy who's always got a welcoming smile and always, you know, just, just a consummate professional at what he does. And so I think everybody respects him so much for it. He helped me out. Really, when I wasn't working around here, I was working in North Carolina, and I started doing some work for ESPN too, doing sidelines for some sideline reports for some college, college football games. Well, I'm supposed to do sidelines for a Georgia Vanderbilt game, which you prep for sidelines, just get you some extra stories on some extra players. There, Heinz Ward was hurt; he wasn't going to play that week. Mike Bobo is quarterback, and Kirby Smart's on the team. You know, so. About mid, midway of the week, I get a call from ESPN and says, the play-by-play guy can't make it this week. Do you think you can call this game? And so I'd done a couple of play-by-play for some HBCU games. I'd done a game at Winston-Salem State, CIAA. I said, I've done some. And so 
But I said, but I can't get to Nashville before Saturday morning. And the game was Saturday night. Usually on mm-hmm. Friday, we do it. I usually try to get in Friday because you get a chance to meet the coaches and coordinators and get you some extra stuff for, for your broadcast. And I wasn't able to do that. So I get there, and I'm work, working with Mike Golick. Oh, really? Which, okay. Which, 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 which was cool. I yeah. mean, you're a booth with Mike Golick. He's like Madden, right? Right, you don't exactly. Have to, you have to say a whole <laughs> lot. You just sit back and it's bang over here, boom over here. Yes, that's, that was – and so uh, – but I get there. I arrive at the stadium, and I see Claude. Mm-hmm. And – you know, I've been working in North Carolina for a few years. I can't tell you Jack spread about Vanderbilt, but who, but who, but who can? <laughs> but but I do some about Georgia. What was happening with Georgia? But I got there and I was instantly put at ease. He had everything there for me, everything I needed. He had everything laid out. Really? And I was like, I'm, I'm, I can I can do this. And you know, Claude Felton, you know, just being there and having a connection with him from when I worked in Augusta, having known him. And knew that he had, every, I got everything you need right here. I was like, fine. And it was like shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> and Vanderbilt was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but so, yeah, the, so, man, yeah, Claude, Claude Felton's a uh, great professional. We're going to miss him. Well, shout out to him. Yeah. Uh, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. But anyway, getting back to my question and, and knowing that this weekend is just sort of this, you know, placeholder. Would you rather, for, be, would you rather it be here or after the Super Bowl? Because for years it was after the Super Bowl. That's true. Bowl. No, they got to put it here. You re- I, you a, I don't like here. the I don't like the one week between. You know, we we've, we've had that a few times where the Super Bowl is a week after the championship games. I I kind of like it. I, for for years I always felt like you got your best games when you went on and played. There's one team that you I beat. These both of these teams have been at the top there to come in. But you some some years you had that one team that was on the momentum. Mm-hmm. You know, just got hot late. And you had this other team who you know had been there all season long. For that team that's on the momentum, they don't want to stop. They want to, you know, they want to keep it rolling. Well, from a team and, standpoint, I agree and, with you. And, and you would see that in some of the games through through the eighties, early nineties. We had some awful Super Bowls. Wasn't Bowls. that the, the one we had here? We just got through talking about the Titans. Wasn't that a one week between the championship game and, and Rams and Titans here? I think so. And also when um, when, when Norwood missed the field goal. Oh, wide right. You know, yep, yep, yep. That was in Miami, but, wasn't it? But that was that was with no off week. They okay. went straight in and played that game. It's one of the best Super Bowls ever, right? When right. it goes down to the last minute. That's why I've, I've never been a big fan of the the in between week. But but in between week gives us a chance to do some stuff. And it, there's it, yeah, it's it giving Vegas a chance to get all the prop bets lined up. I understand what's well, they're gonna do that anyway, whether I, I get, it's here or in Des Moines. It doesn't really matter. You know, we get all that stuff lined up. Um, but but you know. The game has changed because there's not a game played right now, not not a football game. But the last few years that they played football, you know, everybody was being careful out there. Oh, excuse, like like, pardon me, excuse me, You're tackling people, laying them down on, the, you know, we got to bring them, lay them down on the ground, you know, because it's the last game and nobody wants any type of injuries going to the off season. So, I mean, we're doing something with it now that's something different. You still want to honor those players for having great seasons, right? <laughs> you know what you I mean? You seem kind of nonplussed about well, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we'll get a chance to see their talents in a different way. You know, okay. some some of the competitions and whatnot. So it's good. I thought of you when I heard about the NFL doing what they were. Uh, they're considering. They're continuing to explore the way the XFL had the low impact kickoffs. 
So remember when the, all these other leagues started and you kept saying, listen, they're not going to do it just like them, but they're going to take little bits and pieces of what they do mm-hmm. and try them because, you know, getting new rules and things implemented in the NFL, unless they're backed into a wall, move it glacier-like pace. Right. So this happened, and you're talking about the first – this was the first thing they've literally outwardly talked about that they're snatching or a form of it from the XFL. So now yeah. is that the – the McMahon XFL or is that the Rock XFL? They haven't. It's the Rock Rocket XFL. Okay. I don't think McMahon got anything to do with. Well, like, well not anymore. You know. Yeah, he ain't got nothing to do with anything. Right I think. Now. I think. I think it's it's ironic that the Rock was on the board that told him he had to exit stage left or however it was positioned, and he got his name back here. Anyway, it is Sam and Greg. Going to talk to Miles Garrett, who was out at the uh, Senior Bowl, and get his thoughts on what was going on out there. And we understand that old Jared Jones made himself a. Um, an appearance out there. So, anyway, Miles is joining us next. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take, take us with you on the Odyssey app. Childhood part of my life wasn't very pretty. Now, y'all happy? See, I was born and raised in the slums of the city. Y'all happy now? It was a one-room sack. Come on, Noel. Y'all happy now? That's him. Very. Had enough food or rooms. That is one Dennis Edwards. Sam doing his background. That Detroit soul right there. I Dennis know. Elwood. Yeah. I, I mean, I, look, I started all this. I just wanted to get one of the temptations. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm through. I, I, I can't do this no more. What's wrong, man? I never seen that face on you when you was doing that before. You, you like converted into some kind of like Warner Brothers character there. <laughs> Dennis Edwards from the Temptations yeah, uh, it would have been his birthday today, so yeah. this started a few segments ago, and I, you know, I just wanted a Temptations song, and he said, "You should have picked this one." That's what he's lead singing. So yeah, make man. sure we got Cloud Nine up there. Yeah. Sam and Greg Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game dot com. As we sit here on this February third, before we bring our next guest on, he will be interested, like all of you, in this insignificant information from the world of sports that all happened on this day, the first Winter Olympics. We're going on right now. The first? The first, 100 years ago, 1924, in Chal... Wait, wait, I want to get this right. Uh Uh-oh. Chamonix, France. Chamonix, France. Chamonix, France. Something like that. Anyway, that's the first one. Um, On this day, Major League Baseball sent Marge Shot home for a year. Ooh. Today was the day that Major League Baseball suspended Cincinnati Reds owner Marge Shot. For a number of things, but they, they risked this is for just racist comments, but she had done a bunch of other stuff. Uh, and also, the Braves offered Milwaukee 500 grand to terminate the contract a year earlier so they could get out of Milwaukee. Man. They didn't accept it. Nope. And they had to sit there another year. But this, it was on this date, the Milwaukee Braves made an offer. And uh, to get out, but of the town. stadium was here, it was ready. Yeah, ready to go. Sixty-five. Didn't they have another event there because they didn't move that year? Well, they played the minor league team played there. Okay, Atlanta Crackers played there. And then what? They moved Piedmont Park. I heard it was Piedmont Park. Was it no after- Ponce de Leon? Park. Ponce de Leon Park. Was okay. Um, anyway, yeah, Which today is gone. The tree is still there, but there's a big old Home Depot <laughs> store over there. <laughs> well, as we bring our guest in here, I don't know if he knew all of that, if he knew none of it, but he is. He working. knows all of it. You think so? Yeah. From, from Fox Five. Yeah, he knows. Miles Garrett, good morning, buddy. We saw you uh, morning, at, the, at the Senior Bowl. Did you know all that information we just got out there, that insignificant information? Of course. Yeah, I knew every single one. See, that's all you. He's, he's, <laughs> he's pulling your proverbial leg there. Oh, man. 
You want the five hundred grand? I didn't even know about that. I had to look that up. How you doing, man? Good, guys. How you guys doing? What's your takeaway from the Senior Bowl? Well, I think the biggest takeaway is Vlad McConkey. Uh, much to a lot of Georgia fans' delight, I think he was the biggest star of the week thus far. I think some players were asked which one made the biggest impression, and it was all Vlad McConkey almost universally. So um, he was the biggest impression for me, um, and I, I'm glad the players seem to agree. Roman Wilson was another guy who looked pretty good, the receiver from Michigan. Um, granted, we were focused a lot on some of those Georgia guys, but he was definitely a standout, as well as Luke McCaffrey. That last name might sound familiar. That's Christian McCaffrey's little brother. He looked pretty good out there as well. Man, when you go out there, you know, what's some things that, that you take away from just the overall experience and the layout there? Because I've I never been down to it. Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting because the way the teams are laid out, the national team practices first for about a couple hours, then there's a little pause. You get 10 minutes to interview all the guys on the field. It's kind of a uh, a storm there of press that kind of flood the field for 10 minutes there. Then it's a hard stop. The American team comes out, does the exact same thing, and then you get 10 minutes to interview any player you want there at the end as well. But it, it is kind of difficult because there's certain lines you can't cross and players are with network and they will be looking at the clock the whole time. So it, it's it's kind of an interesting setup they got down there. Is this your first one? It was, yeah. First time I went down there. Okay, because I was, was going to curious. I was curious as to the flavor of this one um, versus other ones that you've had in the past there, and 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 the stories that are surrounding it. And and again, the, the you're talking football. You're talking about what could be. But when you're down there, and again for the first time, what are some of the conversations you're surprised you're having? Because I know you got out of work mode. And you just, you know, you're meeting people, you're talking about things. Is Was there some sort of story that was permeating throughout the, uh, the time that you were down there, things that were going on, movement that was happening that people were talking about? What was what was the off-the-beaten-path story that you, you, you might have tapped into? Yeah, I wouldn't say anything, you know, exclusive. I mean, there certainly was a lot of talks about, you know, the coaching decisions that were going on because all that was kind of happening while we were down there this week, whether that was, Dan Quinn with the commanders or, you know, just coordinator hires, all that kind of stuff. It was all kind of happening at the same time. So everyone down there is kind of asking each other questions, you know, about the teams. Like I got a lot of questions about the Falcons, about coordinators, Zach Robinson, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I wouldn't say anything specific. It was kind of all over the place, just given the the NFL news that was going on this week, I'd say uh, a lot of stuff revolved around that, um, you know, just because of all the insiders who were there, a lot of the guys who were breaking that news, like Ian Rappaport, Jeremy Fowler, they were all there on the field kind of breaking that news in front of us. So uh, we were all kind of there witnessing it and kind of having conversations about it. Spending time on the waitforit.com hotline this morning. Always great to catch up with Miles Garrett. He is social. Uh, you can follow him at Miles Garrett TV at Miles Garrett TV. All right. You know, we already know who our head coach is going to be, but we want to know, quarterbacks did you see a quarterback that we would like that would fit in nice with us while you were down there so out of all the quarterbacks there Michael Penix Jr. was I think clearly the best one um wasn't very impressed at all with Sam Hartman or Bo Nix um as far as far as just from what I was seeing um and you know there's still time maybe another one does better at the combine or pro days all that kind of stuff there's still time to improve stock but to me seeing all the quarterbacks out there Michael Penix Jr. was clearly the best one, and I think we all kind of knew that uh, based on what we saw in him in Washington, you know, getting the team to the playoffs, beating Bo Nix's team twice. Um, I think there was no question he's the best one. I think there's just a question about his injury history and, you know, whether or not 
he'll be okay, especially throwing left-handed. If we're talking about a Falcons quarterback, you know, Caleb McGarry will be blocking his blind side if the Falcons do decide to pick him, and he has had some pass protection stuff, and I think he's an excellent run blocker, but you got to take a risk there because of his injury history. So it's something you got to be very careful of. Other than the Falcons, what um, coaching decision this past week or since the season <laughs> ended that uh, has got your attention? Oh, it's easily Zach Robinson. I, I love the hire at offensive coordinator, getting him from from L.A. Obviously, Raheem has, uh, has taken a few guys there from L.A. since he's been hired, um, but I think that one was the big one. He was a really hot name on the coaching market, um, learned under Sean McVay, and honestly, wouldn't be surprised to see a guy like Baker Mayfield maybe end up coming to Atlanta just because of the work he did there. Now, I won't say that'll happen, but that's a move I could see potentially happening just because of where Baker's at in his career, the cost, um, something like that, just because, you know, he, he goes to L.A. and suddenly he's somewhat revitalized. Obviously, he was more revitalized down there in Tampa. But uh, I think after he went to Carolina, he came to L.A., Zach Robinson did some really good work with him, um, of course, with Matthew Stafford as well. But uh, Sean McVay is very high on him, and uh, if Sean McVay is high on you, you got to think optimistically about that. I want nothing to do with Baker Mayfield. How about you? Yeah, I, I prefer not. No, I want that dude up in Chicago. If you're going to make a move, go grab Justin Fields and get him down here on this turf in this NFC South. If i got to pick somebody outside the building, that's who I'm going for. Yeah. If they, and, and, and give Chicago some picks. I mean, I don't know what they want, but of those names being mentioned out there, Kirk Cousins, this guy, Eck, I want Justin Fields here. And plus, that'll put some seats in, they'll put some butts in the seats. That's true, Watching too. Watching that dude. That's true. That's true. And what else did you see on, on, on the defensive side of the ball? Anybody? Over there, Scott, of course, we're always looking for, for, a, for a pass rusher. Yeah, no, I'm probably going to butcher his name. Um, but uh, the edge rusher out of UCLA, uh, Luatu Tutu, I believe is the way you say it. Um, it's, <laughs> Welcome to the club. We got T-shirts. On one. Yeah, <laughs> you might have to correct me on that one. But uh, he was definitely making an impression out there. Uh, looked really good as an edge rusher option. Now, this is something you got to consider with the Falcons because if you take an edge rusher at eight, then – you're obviously going to have to address quarterback someplace else. They, they're going to have to address quarterback, um, but it's it's. I think that that'll be the question of free agency and where you where you pick. But um, as far as aid is concerned, he certainly could be an option. I think. Um, but uh, you know, I think we all know the history of the Falcons selecting pass rushers that they're going to eventually hit on one. It's just a matter of when. And he looked pretty good down there at the Senior Bowl. Fantastic, fantastic. All right, now, now, what are some cool places? You're, you're down in Mobile. you got to get in some good food while you're down there, don't you? What, 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 was, what was on the menu? <laughs> yeah, we had a good bit of seafood. Uh, mm-hmm. Had some uh, uh, po' boys, some calamari. Um, obviously, we got some steaks. So there were some good spots down there that we went to. Yeah, I wish I could remember the names, honestly. I don't even think I remember the restaurant names. Is, there a, is, that's where, is that where Billy Williams is from, Mobile, or is Ernie? I think Billy Williams. You got any Billy Williams stuff down there? Did you see? Oh, I'm here. oh, really? oh, yeah. That picture I showed you. Yeah. Him sitting out there having Coca Cola <laughs> from like 1950. Whatever. But you know, Mobile the people they claim Mardi Gras first before New Orleans. They do. They Why do is that? Well, what's his story? Go ahead, educate us. Because they had it first. Well, just because they had it first, they didn't do it like repeatedly. No, they, they, they do it. Of- They're more of a PG rated one in New Orleans is the, the debauchery. So it's, it's, it's the difference between Orlando, Florida, and Vegas. Well, I, I get. Okay. I mean, I mean, what, what, what part of it did you hear, Miles? Oh, I, I didn't hear any story behind it. I just that's what they they all claimed it down there. We were 
we were talking to some folks and they'd say, Oh, nope. Like we, we, we claim it. It's us. Like it, it, it's our thing. So unfortunately I didn't get the chance to elaborate a lot on it, but uh, they do certainly claim that title down there in Mobile. Yep. Some of the structure in the downtown area, some of the old buildings that do resemble some of the things you would find, you know, in the French quarter, kind of same, same design. So I, um, I, I wanted to ask miles because we were talking on this show miles that once the Super Bowl is over with sports fans, just sort of spread out. They go to their, 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 their other love, NASCAR in some cases, NBA, whatever it is. What are you most looking forward to? Is it pitchers and catchers hitting, uh, hitting uh, Sarasota County here in a few weeks? Or are you going you gonna to dive into basketball? What's, what's your go-to after football? Pitchers and catchers. Uh, I'm big spring training. I'm, I'm actually going to be at spring training this year with the Braves. So uh, going to be really exciting to kind of get them back on track. I mean, just, just the excitement of the Braves, period. I mean, it's it's the best team in baseball in the regular season. I mean, they got to take that next step and get back to the World Series. But there's a lot of good things going on with the Braves. Excellent run franchise. You know, you add some other new pieces there. Chris Sale, Jared Kelenek. Um, you know, they didn't get Otani as some Braves fans, I think, wanted. But, look, I mean, it, it's a team that's fully stacked, almost top to bottom as far as a lineup is concerned. Um, maybe there's some questions at pitcher just because of depth-wise. But, Injuries aside, this is a very, very good team. And me personally, when football season ends, I'm very much looking forward to what the Braves are going to do this season. You know, he was down there with all that conversation about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and them, 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 them players down there rolling their eyes. I'm sure you had a bunch of that, right? Uh, about Travis Kelsey yeah, and Taylor just, Swift? Yeah, that whole thing and, and how their, her effect on the game is. I, I, the thing about that is, and I don't want to get into that, I can't remember the last time I saw coverage of somebody going to a game that wasn't you know connected with the sports world, like the coverage is for her. Yeah. The only thing I can compare this to, and 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 once again, it's one thing to show up in a suite on a regular basis, but the one thing that moved the needle for me that I remember happening: this was a president. That when when Bill Clinton showed up at the Final Four in '94, you ain't got to tell me I was there. You were there for that, was, and he sat in the stands. His buddy Nolan Richardson was coaching Arkansas and all that, and that stayed with me. I'd never seen a president in the stands like that before. Yeah, you didn't see all them Secret Service folk that were on that <laughs> night. Too. Of, of, uh, they were like, following. They were following people to the restroom. I, I was. I was. I was at that game. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Miles, listen. <laughs> travel safely. Get back here, and we will uh, get your thoughts on Super Bowl Sunday. How about that? Sounds like a plan, fellas. As always, we thank you for joining us and uh, contributing to the show. That's our boy Miles Garrett. Yeah, we had to catch Stealing up with him. Stealing roles from folks. We had to catch up with him when he's uh, down at spring training. That was good. We might as well deputize him now. How about that? Them folks at Spock Fives might have something to say about that. Whoa. Want to let you know, in case you can, get in front of a TV. We got UConn and St. John's pregame 1145 tip at 12 right here, followed by Atlanta United versus Memphis. MLS preseason action. And the Hawks taking on Stephen and Boys tonight. Pre-game at 7 o'clock. Tip at 7.30. We got uh, John Fricky coming up top of the hour, but we have some unfinished business, Sam, and I got to get to up next. I think Noel's got a chip on his shoulder about something, so we got to find out what that is. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you in the Odyssey. My boss just pushed me over the limit. I'd like to call Sports Radio, 92.9thegame, 92.9thegame.com. I know I hate jumping in. Alan Jackson. Oh, and, 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 and Jimmy Buffett. Five o'clock someplace. Was this Grammy uh, country song of the year? It was the, the songwriter of the year. Which, which, what Grammy did this song win? Grammy song of the year. Hang on, bring And Bring your voice up. Bring your, we can hear you a little bit better. I want to make sure I hear Noel. There yep. you go. 
Yeah, this should be early 2000s. Okay. Um, country song of the year. I think it? the country only get like two or three uh, categories, honestly. Well, no, they get every one. The other ones get, they just don't televise them. So okay, fair that, enough. Fair that's enough. What, that's what they do. They slip well, those well, in. Since, well, since that time, they've created some new country categories. That's true. That's that's true. But anyway, throughout the you know throughout this show and tomorrow, Sam and I, along with Noah, we'll be playing songs, um, Grammy award winning songs. Mm-hmm. Get ready for tomorrow night. So thank you. She's a big country fan. Yeah, and she fills that void for us. It was hard too because a lot of these country winners are some. Ooh boy. If you yeah yeah because I'm glad you know which which ones they are. <laughs> yeah. I haven't slept on a few of them. Or most of them, as a matter of fact. But anyway, thank you for everything that you And by the way, come on here again real quick. I'm going to say this publicly. When we talk, and by the way, Sam, you know, I talk to Noelle now since she started being our producer. Okay. We talk during the week, correct? We do. I get an idea. She gets an idea. We reach out to each other. But the last couple times I've called her, she, she picks up the phone, and I know I'm waking her up. She got, she got more jobs than Ryan Seacrest, right? <laughs> and that's, I don't know when she's Shout sleeping. Shout out to Woody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know when she's sleeping, but it seems like... I seem to, like, catch her when she's having that quick nap. So, listen, do not pick up the phone <laughs> when I call you. I'm not calling you Friday night before a Saturday show, right? No. So it's not time sensitive. I usually reach out to you on a Tuesday or a Wednesday for something for our show. But I feel horrible. So I want to say that publicly. Don't pick up the phone no more unless you are really awake, okay? Okay. This ain't, this ain't other hosts. Okay, Sam, I got you. Sam and I, we I appreciate that. We, we move at a different pace yeah, around here. <laughs> you got some scores, Mr. Crenshaw? I got some scores, no, just some games that are coming up today. We're college basketball and talking about if you want to catch some college basketball action. Georgia Bulldogs are, are in Athens at 1 o'clock taking on South Carolina. They beat South Carolina when they played them over in Columbia. Should be good. Georgia Tech coming off that upset win over North Carolina this week. Uh, beat the third-ranked Tar Heels. They're on the road at NC State at 530 today. Kennesaw State, if you were with us earlier, you heard John Betnarowski, Marietta Daily Journal, talking about some of the woes that the Kennesaw State Isles have. They've lost the uh, last three in a row. They got the top team in the A-Sun coming in there in eastern Kentucky. That's a 5 o'clock start today. Double header over at Georgia State at the Georgia State Convo. Uh, the Georgia State women taking on Georgia Southern at 1 o'clock. The men taking on Troy at 4. So that's 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock over at, um, at Georgia State. And um, the alma mater. Alma mater's, on the road. Alma mater's on the road. I mean, they're ranked number eight in the country, Division II this week. 18 uh, and two, won nine in a row. And today at four o'clock, they're in Valdosta. They're going to take on Valdosta. They're going to play them folk from downstate. Yeah, we'll just drive safely through Tifton. <laughs> they're going to go down to Valdosta at four o'clock today, and uh, we'll see what they do. Now, when they come back, is it, it? do teams do this where they come back up from downstate? Would they make a stop at Bucky's and. Let them go in the store and get some stuff. They may, you know, it depends on which way they go, because if if you well, if you're coming up seventy five, if you come seventy five, but they may go through and get eighty five, and come up and you know come up eighty five, come up the other way around Columbus, is they going to the other part of the state? I, I don't know. Yeah, but if they do it, you but if they you think up, they would let them? Oh, absolutely, very much. Damn. Hey, yeah, that's, that's this is of, your fault. Now you got me thinking about Bucky's. You got to know where they are. You know, you know they're building. They're building ones. a new one. Yeah, I saw the, I saw the ad for it down in Brunswick. Well, there's Brunswick, and then there's one up north. No, this one's going to be in Brunswick. One's this was be. down there. Oh, yeah, by, uh, by Larisha. By Larisha, man. Shout out Larisha. They're going to have Bucky's, and they're going to have them, in the swamp? Know, them swamp things <laughs> up under your porch. <laughs> you got to stop, man. <laughs> you got to stop. Man. She's screaming at the radio those, right those, now. Those are house pits down Feed there. by area alone. <laughs> those, those things are house pits. <laughs> Sam, you ain't right. Uh, <laughs>
Hey, I, I yeah. thought of you when I saw this too. I know this just Uh-oh. is nails on a chalkboard for you. Oh my! But the pickleball slam is happening. Oh, you man. see this? Yeah. Uh huh. Andre Agassi, Steffi Graf versus John McEnroe and Sharapova. Wow. This is a TV event now, man. I listen, you can't. I, I told you, boxing looked and they flipped their nose at, at MMA when it started years and years ago. Yeah, they had no idea no what money. was coming around the corner. Making no money with this, man. I mean, it's it's, 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 rec, it's recreational, yeah. and you get some guys who want to go out there and play for some fun. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, they may be invested in it some. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, we lost another one of those actors who you know affect us in a certain kind of way. They just, When you mention their names, they bring on memories that will always be there. Iconic movies. And, and so your thoughts when you heard the news about Carl Weathers. Yeah, I, that, that, that's, that's really sad news. Really sad news because uh, just appreciated him and the, and the characters that he played. And, you know, he always got these characters that are pretty, pretty strong figures. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the story obviously was the one with, with, with Rocky where he came out and played in the, the, the different uh, – um, of those of that movie series, uh, but there are a number of other things that, that that he did, and you know he's one of those guys that followed the path of some from the NFL, and we started asking like who today is acting that's an ex NFL player. There's a because, bunch because we because we think when he came along it was after like Jim Brown and Alex Karras, uh, Fred Williamson, uh, thinking of Super Bowl guy played in the first Super Bowl, you know Bernie Casey, you know those are guys who had been, you know, of course OJ o- Simpson. Right. Uh, you know, you want to count guys who've done that, but you, I don't know, are there, are there that many now? Do, listen, let me just say guys? something, and, and, and I realize that you were, you were um, where you were going with that, but let's not sleep on our Caucasian brothers who were football players. Alex Karras. I mentioned Alex Karras. Oh, you mentioned Alex Karras? Terry yeah. Bradshaw. Okay. There's, I mean, there's, there's a ton. Ed Marinero. He was on Hill Street Blues. Hill Street Blues, yeah. Um, Brian Bosworth. He's in the he's in the he's, Diet he's, Pepsi commercial. John Matuzak, you remember him? Uh, Merlin Olson, Father Brown. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, how you read it? And of course, Joe Namath. Okay. But I'm going I'm going back, and of course, Don Meredith. Yeah. Okay, so I want I want to throw in some from the other side of the fence, if you will. But here's one. Let's not go back so far. Denzel's son played for the Rams. Yep. Minute and a half, but he played for the Rams. He played for Morehouse. In Morehouse. So John David John David uh, Washington. And of course, you got The Rock, you got Howie Long, you got Burt Reynolds, you got, and by the way, in the movie I'm supposed to be in, but he's not, but I'm not <laughs> cut out, Tony Gonzalez. Bob. He's just, he does some acting. He was doing acting while he was playing here. Yeah, Bob Golick talked about working with Mike. Okay. I forgot that show he was on. Lyle Elzado. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'd forgotten about that. Lawrence Taylor did some stuff. And, of course, number 51 at a Monsters of the well, Midway. Well, you know who else has done some things, too? I, but was, was it uh, uh, Michael Irvin? He was, who was it? I don't like? know what movie he was in. He probably was because he's Michael Irvin. But in a bunch, Dick Butkus. He was in a bunch of movies. Um, as Dick Butkus. But here's one I did not know. Light beer commercial. I did not know John Amos. James Evans. Yeah. Who did he play for? I'm forgetting. Played football, played, he played college at Colorado, but I'm trying to see here where, and I'll look for that. Anyway, Mark Harmon. Okay. Uh, the list goes oh, on. UCLA quarterback. The guy who's the host of uh, Good Morning America. <laughs> Michael well, yeah, well, yeah, We ain't seen him do no acting, but we, we seen him most mm, of the show. A couple of things. Ray Nitschke's been in some stuff. Deacon Jones, they got him up here. Brett Favre, uh, something about Mary. Um, Steve Austin. They got a bunch of folks here. So anyway, 
Bill Romanowski, I kind of forgot about him. Brian Erlacher, Chad Johnson, Eli, T.O. So there's there's been a bunch yeah. there. I'll tell bunch. you another one that I, that I enjoyed uh, with Carl Withers was Action Jackson. I thought that was I thought it was that was nice. I thought it was a, a, a pretty nice flick, you know, action hero, and um, I thought he did. With, I thought he did a good job with that. I w- I had hoped that they would do more of those. I'll tell you what he did, which wasn't easy. Um, and maybe one of the reasons why we didn't see him as much as we did, um, we could have. He was typecast right out of the shoot. It was so hard to look at him and not see Apollo Creed. For the longest time. Now, Action Jackson was what it was, but he was Apollo Creed. And for guys who are so identified, like, you know who's, who's enjoying a lot of success now? Um, he, was, he spent a lot of time behind the scenes. But for the longest time, you didn't see him. And that was Henry Winkler. Because he was fine. Every time you saw him, that was Fonzie. Oh, yep. yep. He but was that, for him to get a different role. Exactly. He was typecasted there. But, I mean, the success of Barry, he got a, he finally got an Emmy, and, and he's done a number of other things. But, yeah, Carl Weathers got away from Apollo Creed to the point where you, you didn't look at him always first and see that character. So that was something – I think that was something worth, worth mentioning. I want to make sure we spend some time talking about that. Uh, Sam, yep. did you know – No. Speaking of sports, there's a guy named Albert Spaulding who invested $800 on this day into this new company of his. How do you think it turned out? Pretty, pretty good, right? <laughs> Started making some baseballs yeah, and basketballs. Yeah, golf clubs, and, all yeah. kind of stuff, yeah. 800 bucks got him that. Samuel Clemens on this day took your name. Um, he used his pen name for the first time on this date. Ah. And I know you know, but for the rest of us, Samuel Clemens, a.k.a. Mark Twain, used his uh, – Use it for the first time today. Excuse me. Wake Forest was established on this date. At Wake, Wake Forest. Wake Forest University. At Wake. Wake Forest, North Carolina. That's right. Where, it, it's, where it's no longer there. Well, oh, yeah. what, what, how are you going to say something like that and just leave us hanging? It's no longer there. It's in Winston-Salem. They moved it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was Wake Forest is like a seminary now. Okay. You know, but back in the day, that's, that's when Arnold Palmer went to Wake Forest, it was in Wake Forest. They moved to Winston-Salem. The campus looks like it's been there forever. I think they moved there in like the early 60s or something. Uh, the tobacco people. Yeah. Well, R.J. Reynolds. Right. We're going to throw you all some money. I'll move the campus over here. And, we, that's what they, and they did, huh? They did, yeah. This is like one of those deals where if you <laughs> went when it was first built, the, the famous Jordan statue outside the Chicago Stadium was outside. Yeah. Now, if you go to Chicago Stadium, the statue's inside. inside. Yeah. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the first commercial Sam Cheese Factory was built on this day, selling cheese. It was in Switzerland. And uh, a guy named Jimi Hendrix put vocals to his song Purple Haze on this day. Ah. The other famous guitar player who's associated with the color purple. Pixar's opened on this day. I didn't know that Pixar Studios was a subsidiary of Lucas. Films. George Lucas had a hand in all that. Okay. Okay. Um, Ethel Blackwell would have been her birthday today. Y'all need to look her up. Ethel Blackwell was America's first woman to achieve to receive a medical degree. First doctor. Wow. Yeah, man. She ain't, she ain't here for nothing. Okay. And Charles Folis. I want to get this right. F O L L I S. You ready for this? I'm gonna tie this in nicely to what we've been talking about. Okay. Charles. Foilless? Foilless? Foilless. Yeah. Otherwise known as the Black Cyclone. He was the first 
professional NFL player in this country. This goes back to the uh, 1800s, but he was the first black player. Wow. Norman Norman Rockwell, too. Would have been his birthday today. All right. Uh, You seen this number? They're saying that that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift has generated for the— I I would imagine it's astronomical. You you talk about the biggest— 331.5 million. That they have the money they've made yeah, they for various gen- people. They've generated since they've been 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 an item. Yeah, and this guy happened like mid season, right? This wouldn't happen early in the season. And by the way, are you talking NFL money or are you talking her money? No, this the NFL has generated. This. Okay, you know, <sighs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I mean, so that's that's everybody's talking about. Why they keep showing it? Well, there's that's a re- why. That's why she's made money for Aaron Andrews. She wore her jacket. She made money for the dude. She made money for a guy who's going to be going against Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Yeah, that last jacket yeah. was yeah. made by his wife. Oh, I can't remember his name, but he's like one of the receivers for San Francisco, or he's one of the players on San Francisco. His wife is a designer, and she mm-hmm. designed that coat yep. that Taylor wore. So that's shooting through the roof. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. <sighs> there are a lot of PR people on the like, Why didn't we think of that? <laughs> why, did, why, why did we think of having somebody? You know, you know, and, and it takes some doing. I was explaining this to some people because to be able to focus on her in game. It's easier for the NBA. They sit somebody courtside NBA. It's easy, it's, it's easy to find them. Baseball, we've all know when Mary Hart's at the Dodgers game, right? We, <laughs> That's we, true. You know what yeah, I mean? She replaced that guy with the Panama hat who was always, always behind home plate. We always see her. You see her legs. And you say, all right, Mary Hart's at the game tonight. <laughs> but for, for, for the NFL, you know, you got to be in the right place and people got to do. They have dedicated a camera for her that just sets up on her the whole game. It's amazing. And also – they 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 they're doing like the uh, NBA pregame with her. They like get her from the time she gets off the whatever and walks up walks through the tunnel and whatnot. They, she gets followed for that. And that's always been the NBA's opening shot. I just I just I I I, I understand it. I'm not surprised oh, by it. Oh, I understand it, it now. It's, I ain't it, mad at it, it either. It, it's, it's, I'm really it, not. It's great business. And I'm I'm what I'm enjoying more than anything is watching how this annoys some people. Oh yeah. Like why are you letting this bother you so much? Yep. Right, and if they had wives or girlfriends who loved her, that causes another issue in the, in the <laughs> house because one wants to give the other one credit for lifting, you know, the the um, popularity of the other. Oh yeah, and 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 there there's some classic arguments that have been going on. This dude was a two-time Super Bowl champ before he met her. Yeah, well. And again, it's just really funny. Hey, you ready to do tomorrow? Let's do it. Let's come back here tomorrow from 6 until 10. Noelle, you going to come back there with us tomorrow? All right. She's ready to come back here. We do want to remind you before we get on out of here, the Raheem Morris live press conference. His introduction to the Atlanta Falcons will happen this Monday at 2 p.m. We're going to have it live for you. Then Terry Fontenot, who will also be a part of that live press conference, the two of them will join Dukes and Bell at 440. So, again, yeah, 2 o'clock, or is it 2.40? Yeah, these, these times seem... Yeah, 2 o'clock is the press conference. 4.40 is the interview. Want to yeah. make sure we get that right here. And that is going to be this money. We're going to be all over that. John Fricky is up next for the rest of you. Thank you for letting us be a part of your Saturday morning. Sam and I will be back tomorrow morning, 6 until 10, on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you in the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.